Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Hello, I'm Joey Wright, and welcome to Extra Prep, the News Gazette's weekly high school sports podcast. The IHSA basketball postseason is coming into view and a program that usually challenges in the back half of the season is Centennial High School. This week, me and Matt Daniels stopped by Centennial to catch up with their boys basketball program. Head coach Tim Lavin joined us along with senior standouts Safik Thataconda and Jermaine Springfield. The Chargers are 11-9 as we move through January, but Lavin is optimistic the team has what it takes to get it done down the stretch. Usually when we talk about Centennial basketball, it's offense that becomes the storyline, but this season it's been defense. The team buying in will ask about that and much more. Plus, we'll talk Central Centennial, the team's home game against the rival Maroons rescheduled to a later date. We'll tell you why and much more on Extra Prep. Stay with us. Easy in access and awesome in content describes the News Gazette app, the one and only app you will need when it comes to your local news and events. The News Gazette mobile app delivers breaking news 24-7, comprehensive high school sports coverage, Tom Kasich's mailbag, and yes, even the obituaries. For only 40 cents per day, the News Gazette mobile app is a no-brainer. Please go to news-gazette.com and click on the word subscribe in the banner. Order the News Gazette mobile app today. Hello and welcome to Extra Prep, the News Gazette's weekly high school sports podcast. Joey Wright and News Gazette sports editor Matt Daniels hanging out with you. We are in our own production studio now. Uh, Earlier this week, we went out to Centennial High School to talk with the Chargers. Turbulent week last week with the postponement of uh, Central and Centennial. That'll be now on March, uh, or rather February 16th, but... Matt, otherwise, uh, the the Chargers have had a lot to uh, be happy about this season. That was kind of a bump in the road. Tim Lavin thinks he's got this squad ready to go for the second half of the season. Yeah, it's uh, unlike some Centennial teams in the past uh, that have been flush with Division One talent. This team doesn't have that that one headliner at all, and they've had to rely more on their defense than their offense, which uh, is kind of a contrast at times to what Centennial basketball has, has been like under Tim Lavin. But as in our conversation, you'll you'll see and and hear from uh, the Chargers veteran leader. Hard to believe he's he's in his twenty second season at Centennial, and uh, two senior leaders in Jermaine Springfield and Satvik uh, Thadikanda as well uh, join the the podcast to share their insight on on the Chargers. But yeah, it's uh, it all in all, it's been kind of a down year for boys basketball in Champaign Urbana. Centennial is kind of the one. The one beacon of hope, uh, sitting at eleven and nine, going into Friday night's home game uh, against Kankakee, a tough Kankakee team at Coleman Caradine Gym. Uh, Urbana's struggled this year. Champaign Central struggled this year. Uh, the big schools in, in CU uh, and Danville too, with being a Big Twelve team, area team as well, they've they've had a down season by their standards as well. So Centennial's kind of trying to carry the torch and uh, they're a team that I don't think you want to see in the postseason at all uh, they really need to, to grind out some wins and they've done that so far this season so we'll uh, we'll see if they can keep that going 
We sure will. As you mentioned, we'll hear from Seth Fatakanda and Jermaine Springfield. Pretty deep centennial roster, uh, certainly compared to their counterparts in Champaign County. They've also got Tommy McAboo and Preston Sledge and the like, so those will uh, be names you hear as we move along. But we'll get out to Centennial High School. This interview recorded on January 16th. Here's our conversation with Tim Lavin, Jermaine Springfield, and Seth Fatakanda. Transfer Portal, NIL, recruiting, covering University of Illinois athletics has become a 24 hours a day, 365 days per year endeavor. It is as important as ever to be able to follow U of I athletics. For just 17 cents per day, Illini HQ digital subscribers have access to U of I athletics articles from Scott Ritchie, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, Colin Likas, and of course, Lauren Tate. Please go to news-gazette.com and click on the word subscribe to sign up for an Illini HQ digital subscription today. Go Illini! Welcome back to Extra Prep, the News Gazette's weekly high school sports podcast. Joey Wright and Matt Daniels at Centennial High School today, Monday, January 16th, as we record this, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So no school, but still practice for the Centennial Chargers boys basketball team. We've got Jermaine Springfield, Sathvik Thadakonda, and head coach Tim Lavin with us. Uh, Sathvik, looks like you've got the mic, so we'll start with you. Thanks for making some time with us on uh, on your holiday to join us. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having us. Of course. Uh, Central and Centennial uh, was to be last Friday uh, here at Coleman Caradine Gym. has been postponed, but a couple of big games for you guys nonetheless this week at Manual on Tuesday night and then at home against Kankakee on Friday. Jermaine, uh, a big week. you got a conference game and a key non-conference test. What's the mindset? What's the mentality right now? Uh, they're a physical team, so we're trying to master physicality uh, early on. You want to get it going as early as possible. Uh, try to stop number two and that <laughs> big kid because it's going to be a problem. I know that for sure. Jermaine, did you guys already practice today here on, on uh, Monday? Yes, we how, just got out of practice, sir. How was practice? It was good practice. Sapphic, well, was it a good practice? Uh, yeah, it was a good practice. Uh, we ran through some stuff that we wanted to go against manual, and I feel like we're ready for tomorrow. Coach, how was practice today? It was a good practice, but uh, we have some guys that are injured. So uh, Jermaine was out today. Uh, we're not sure what his status is going to be tomorrow or the rest of the week. And then Preston Sledge, our starting point guard, was out with an ankle injury. He looks like he might be ready to go. But, um, you know, it's tough It's tough getting ready for teams like Manuel and Kankakee. They're so quick. They're so athletic. They're very physical. Um, and they go really deep, and, and, and to simulate that type of play is tough to do sometimes, but we talked about some things we need to do this week to be successful, and hopefully they got what we were saying, and, and we'll go from there. <laughs> how, how would you, uh, Coach Levin, how would you describe this team and its, its makeup, uh, style of play, things like that? How would you describe the Chargers here kind of at the midway point of the year, 11 and 8? Well, uh, we're, we're playing pretty good defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, we're struggling a little bit to shoot the ball. But our last two, our, our last three games, we've been right at the 50% mark. So hopefully it continues in that direction. Um, we're, unfortunately, right now, we're probably not a real exciting team to watch. <laughs> for us to be successful right now, we kind of have to grind it out. Mm-hmm. And so far, our defense has been good. Hopefully, the last couple of games, the shooting might start coming around. But we share the ball pretty well. Uh, we get to the basket pretty well. And hopefully soon here, especially coming down towards the end of the season, um, uh, the shooting from the last two or three games, hopefully that continues in that direction. Mm-hmm. Coach, what was it like uh, 
Friday, whenever you found out about the eventual postponement of the game against Central. And uh, first off, how is how are the mechanical issues in inside Caradine Gym? And and do you know yet when you guys might make up that game against Central at all? Um, so you know. Everybody gets up for that game. Everybody <laughs> knows that. So it's a disappointment when you don't get to play it. Mm -hmm. um, everybody's hyped up. We had, we had, I thought we had our best practice of the year actually on Thursday um, and to not be able to play it. But we'll, we'll get to them eventually. Mm -hmm. So the, the baskets have cable wires hooked to them and, and strapped to all of them, and they, they check those. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how often, but when the last time they came and checked, they saw some wires that looked kind of frayed. So. Mm -hmm. Better safe than sorry, so they, they postponed it. They were in there Saturday getting them fixed. I'm not sure if they're all fixed yet, but um, we'll see about that. Dates as far as the makeup, not sure right now. Mm -hmm. You know, Central was loaded up this week. Mm -hmm. um, we threw a couple dates out there, but our the athletic directors will get together mm -hmm. and, and get, a, get a confirmed date, and I'm sure it'll be fun when it comes time to play. Southwick, what was it like? finding out when did you find out that the the game against central is going to be postponed and, and how did you and your teammates just kind of handle the initial reaction to that at all uh, so I was in eighth hour when I found out and it was towards the end of the school day and you know we were all pretty disappointed we were all in the group chat pretty mm -hmm. disappointed texting each other uh, but we all we kept uh, we knew that we were going to play them again and you know we were just we just stayed motivated and we were ready for the next game mm -hmm. Jermaine what was it like when you found out and take us through what it's like getting ready for a central centennial uh, game. <laughs> I've been here for four years now, and I can tell you that Central versus Tennis was probably going to be like the most packed game that you know, mm -hmm. in the in the the most packed game that I ever I ever mm -hmm. played in. So when we found out that the game was getting canceled, it was kind of like a bummer because mm -hmm. everybody wants to go to that game, everybody wants to see us play, see us play that team, especially mm -hmm. our cross time rivals. So. Uh, yeah, it was like, yeah, it was bad. <laughs> I didn't feel, I didn't feel good about it. I was kind of, I was kind of sad that we mm -hmm. couldn't play. So, especially how we practiced on Thursday, mm -hmm. we was mentally prepared for yeah. it. So, Seth, how do you, uh, how do you put that behind you, that disappointment, and stay ready? Because you guys went to Morton on Saturday, uh, took down a limestone team that has a, a former Big Twelve head coach and, and Willie Coleman. How do you stay ready? You know, even through that disappointment, and stay amped up, stay ready to go for. Admittedly, not Central Centennial, but a big game in its own right on Saturday, nonetheless. Uh, I feel like a big part of that was Thursday's practice again. We mm -hmm. were really motivated. So we were mentally ready for Central, but that practice really carried over to the game on Saturday in Morton against Limestone. And that's what really made us get that win. And obviously, we were missing some players at Limestone, like Jermaine. Yep. And Preston got hurt the first quarter, so we didn't have him. So that was pretty hard. Uh, but we still got the win, and they were also a good team, so... Coach, you, you hear that? You, you hear coaches say that a lot. You know, best practice of the year, or or maybe worst practice of the year, depending on the case. What constitutes maybe uh, the best practice of the year? What goes into that? Uh, play hard, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, you know, the things we talk about, they're they're doing those things. What we need to, you know, play the next night, and who we're going to focus on, what we need to focus on, and they did all that. Um, I think they knew we didn't play particularly well at normal community on Tuesday. Um, but we put that behind us, which mm -hmm. is good. And, I, and obviously, when it's your crosstown rival, that helps to put those things behind us. So, I mean, everything just went smooth in practice. Like we were sharing the ball, and our defense was good. And they were, you know, this is what we're going to do. We need to do this, and they just did it. You know, 
I'm glad they put that Tuesday's game behind us, and, and it's always good when you're getting ready for your cross-town rival. But it was just a good practice. Everything went really smooth, and everybody went hard and no injuries. And so, you know, it, it, it was just a good practice. Coach, how do you balance the emotion, the intensity of a Central Centennial game, but also having the big-picture mindset, too, that the entire season is not defined by what happens when Central and Centennial. I know it's easier said than done, especially to a group of teenagers as well, I'm sure. It is. It is. Both, you know, Central and Urbana, you know, mm-hmm. we get caught up in the in the social media and we get caught up in the, you know, who, this guy's better than that guy. This guy's the best center in the, in the town. This guy's the best point guard in mm-hmm. town. And we just keep – I keep telling them it's we, not I. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, Saab against Chris Bush. It's mm-hmm. not – Preston against you know Torian. Mm-hmm. It's not Jermaine against Al. You know it's 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 Central and Centennial, mm-hmm. and we got to keep that team focused because when you when you start making an individual, we we lose focus and when you, you know, what we need to get done. Mm-hmm. So we just keep you know putting that in their mind. It's us against them. It's not you know the individual. It's us against them, and and that's the biggest thing going into that game. Mm-hmm. If you can get through the first four or five minutes without getting that individual and you settle in and it's a team thing, mm-hmm. then usually, you know, things go pretty good. Mm-hmm. So we just talk about keeping that focus and not letting it get away from that team focus. These two guys here, Sopthick and, and Jermaine, just what are, what intangibles, what, what talents, what skills do they bring to your team this year, Coach? Uh, well, Sop's been playing, giving us really good minutes down, scoring down low um, and rebounding as mm-hmm. well. And he's been playing really good defensively down the post. Jermaine gives us a little bit of everything. He steps out a little bit. He can get some down in the post. He's a great passer for a big kid. Sav is as well. Um, and so they just they kind of give us that little bit of everything. And they both play. They both practice really hard, which mm-hmm. hopefully other guys can see that as leaders. Uh, not real vocal, but but they kind of lead by example of how they practice and, and doing what they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Southwick and, and Jermaine, looking at your teammates who aren't on this podcast, you know, we've alluded to Preston, uh, Macaboo. I know that's a, a name closely associated with Centennial basketball. Looking up and down the roster, what's the scouting report on, on some of your teammates? What do they bring to the table? Who are some impact guys on this team? Uh, I would say all my team is good. You know, we're all good. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, obviously our starting five were really good, and obviously our bench players are good. Uh, but I think for us, it would be staying off the offense, keeping us off the offensive rebound. Mm-hmm. And then also, our, like Coach said, our defense is really good. So I feel like our whole team as a whole is pretty good, I feel like. it's a good answer. Jermaine, uh, obviously, this, I'd say the first month of the season, it's kind of up and down for you guys. You know, you'd win one, lose two, win one, or win two in a row, something like that. Around Christmas time, you guys go down to, you know, Effingham Teotopolis. You guys uh, finish fifth uh, at the Effingham Teotopolis Christmas Classic. How – what do you think you guys are able to do well in that tournament, and how do you think that's maybe able to translate to kind of the second half of the season for you guys at all? Uh, I think our defense was, like, the key for that tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, offensively, we have had a – beginning of the season, offensively, it was it was bad. <laughs> it was We couldn't shoot to save our lives, if, if I'm being honest with you. Mm-hmm. But I think our defense was what kept us in games close, and we were just able to overcome teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Coach, what's that like, too, and – I mean, you've seen pretty much everything in, in your coaching career here at, at Centennial. Guys that really buy into the defensive end because I'm sure they want to get caught up in the 
you know, individual aspect and making sure they have the best social media highlights and mixtape highlights, things like that. How do you how do you get a team to buy in defensively like you have this <laughs> season at all? We just keep talking about it. It's, 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 the longer I'm in this in this business, it's, everybody wants to see teams go up and down the court mm-hmm. one on one, teams like ball that screen, too. shoot mm-hmm. the three, and and just wide open. And um, like I said, we, we we were struggling, especially before Christmas, to shoot. And we talked about it right before we got down there. We we looked at some numbers and said this has got to change. Mm-hmm. And, but in the meantime, we can continue to play defense, and 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 they they so far they've bought in, especially defensively, and we've just been more patient. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not shooting it particularly well, and you know, being more patient, getting better open shots is going to help you. But it, it's tough. It's tough when you watch the game, the college game, even the pro game, mm-hmm. college game. It's a wide open, you know, come off that ball screen, mm-hmm. look to shoot, kick it to the corner, shoot. The break is one pass, shoot, mm-hmm. and. In, if you're doing it, if you're shooting well, that's great. But if you're if you're struggling, <laughs> as we talk about, it's almost like a turnover. You're coming yeah. down, you you fire it up there, and and so they, so far they've been pretty good, and, and the shooting is starting to come around. So hopefully, um, they'll continue to buy in in the defense, which I think they will, because we've been you know after going to Christmas break, we I think we won six out of eight. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, beat a really good Morton team, mm-hmm. played a good you know a, a normal team that's starting to turn things around, played them close, so. Um, hopefully they'll continue. Again, these two games coming up, it's never easy in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. we still got to play all the Peoria teams, um, the, the crosstown rivals. You can throw records away when that t- – and so th- th- it's not going to get any easier, but as long as you can play defense every night and the shooting comes around, then I, I, I think we'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Coach mentions the, the Peoria schools, uh, that road trip to Peoria to face, whether it's Manuel, P&D, Peoria, or, or Richwoods. Richwoods was ranked in the most recent 3A state uh, poll, I believe. What's that road trip like, you know, going over uh, something like a 90-minute drive over to Peoria? What, what, I guess the, the big question here as I ramble on, what's a, what's a bus ride like for Centennial basketball? What do you guys put into it? How much fun is it? Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys do before a game on a bus ride? Before a game on the bus ride, we try to – it is. We try to like lock everybody in. try to settle down, lock in, figure out who we playing. Uh, everybody trying to not do like mm-hmm. do the most or do too much when mm-hmm. you get on the court. Um, but when on the way back we get a W, it's, <laughs> it's chaos. <laughs> we all having fun, yeah. laughing. You know, that, I think that's just like every team should do that. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good environment to be be around. So, what's it like for a uh, post game locker room? W for Centennial Basketball. Oh, you know, we're all excited in the locker room. And, uh, you know, uh, we first we settled down. We let Coach talk to us. He talks about what we did good, what we got to improve on, because, mm-hmm. you know, there's always something we got to do better. And uh, and after that, we just get dressed. We hit the bus. And like Jermaine said, we you know, we're all going crazy <laughs> on the bus. We're all having fun. And we get back. And then, you know, the next day we got we got practice or something. So we just have to lock in again yeah. and get ready for the next thing. Sal, what was your first memory or first encounter or meeting with Coach Lavin? What do you remember about that at all? Uh, it was freshman year. Okay. And, uh, and I came into open gym and I saw a lot of people. I didn't know who was who. You know, it was my first time seeing everyone. I saw Coach Lav and all the other coaches there. And I didn't know who was the head coach or who was the coach <laughs> of the freshman, who was anything. And so that's when I first remember seeing Coach Lav. Okay. Jermaine, what's it like to, to play for a coach like Coach Lavin at all? I like playing with Coach Lav. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's probably one of the best coaches I had in my basketball career so far. So, mm-hmm. 
I don't see why, you know, all the posts and we don't do that. If you know Coach Lab personally, Coach mm-hmm. Lab is not no not no bad guy, not no bad coach. Mm-hmm. Coach Lab cares about his players and his and the team. So mm-hmm. that's who that's the type of coach we everybody should want. Coach, what's kind of kept you going throughout these years? I mean, you you reached the mountaintop in 2009, winning the state title, and in Class 3A, you've had you know numerous regional, sectional champions. You've pretty much done everything you could could do, and you know you're still getting after it on a on a I holiday just, with practice. You no, know, I just enjoy the game. I, I, mm-hmm. It's a game that I really enjoyed growing up and playing, even out of high school. And it's nice to teach kids. Mm-hmm a game that I enjoyed and hopefully they enjoy it and continue to do that. And I really like the competition mm-hmm. and I like seeing these guys getting better as the year goes on. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and for the most part, for the years I've been here, most of the time <laughs> the, 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 the team camaraderie is good. Mm-hmm. So just kind of watching them joke around with each other a little bit and, and definitely getting better individually and as team. I just, that and the competition just keeps me, keeps mm-hmm. me coming back. Okay. I'd be remiss if I didn't open the floor, as we did last week, for your counterparts at Champaign Central to your favorite Central Centennial moments, you know, knowing Friday's game will be rescheduled and you guys will face them at Combs later in the year as well. Jermaine, you know, you mentioned playing here for for four years and and Sav as well. Uh, Favorite memories memories as a player or even just growing up and coming to the games and watching them? Uh, Favorite memories as a player, uh, it was my freshman year. I was playing JV. And uh, we was at Central. Mm-hmm. Um, that game was so packed. Like, <laughs> it, I think I think they said it was like two thousand people in mm-hmm. there. So I just like it was fun, like watching how many people. Because I ain't never been in a, a environment like that or mm-hmm. a situation like that. So it was fun. I like. Yeah. Sob, same question to you. Uh, I think my favorite memory with uh, my team is you know grabbing food with them before mm-hmm. after a game, and you know we're all sitting there together talking, talking about the game or talk about if we win how we won if we lost you know how we lost and we're just sitting there you know growing together as a team mm-hmm. but I feel like grabbing food with the guys is the best part. Coach when you look at Central Centennial. He's, he's been on both sides of it too. That's Joey. right. That's right. <laughs> You've seen a lot of them maybe you know more, right. more than most. I've seen what 32 30 31 years worth. Uh, you know it's it's just fun. Mm-hmm. You can you know, it's such a cliche, but you can throw out the records. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. been times where we had no chance to be on that floor, and we've beaten them. Um, I can remember the one year, the first time we played, and we lost by 42 points on our on our home court and went over there and beat them by 14, and then we beat <laughs> them by four in the regional championship. So there's just been a lot of, a lot of fun games. Uh, usually it's, it's packed house, and it's just – if you're a basketball fan, a basketball player, that's the game to be at. As we sit here, record this on a Monday afternoon in a brand new cafeteria here at Centennial. It looks like, almost like a small college field set up here. Uh, Coach, what's it been like to see the changes, especially to this part of the building, to, to see the upgrades to, to Caradine Gym, to see a new gym, new weight room? I'm, I'm sure that's got to just reinvigorate you a little bit too to, it, to see it, everything it's been it's been fun to watch mm-hmm. i mean for 20 or maybe 18 19 <laughs> years trying to do it with one gym mm-hmm. is tough to do um there was times where we had we'd have four or five teams in the gym at one time you couldn't even hear yourself think we had cheerleaders up on the deck <laughs> rusting on the other deck blowing the whistle up there and um, so it's been from that standpoint it's certainly been great to get this second gym uh, it's usually quiet in our gym. Usually, don't have to come back late. Um, that's been fantastic. It's air conditioning over there, um, and it's just been fun. The 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 
I just took Matt on a little tour there. We got a vocational ed down in the north end of the building, which is fantastic uh, for kids that maybe college isn't for them. Um, the cafeteria has been great. Uh, you know, brand new floors in mm -hmm. both gyms. So it's just, I mean, for a, this high school in this town, this it's been a great addition. Mm -hmm. Not to ask the obvious, but for you guys as students, you know, to have these new facilities uh, that maybe weren't around for those who walked the halls before you, what's it like to have a you know, brand new gym, new cafeteria? The, the I didn't whole mention the weight room too. The weight yeah. room, yeah. fantastic. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so our freshman year was uh, it was the old building, and mm -hmm. so that's when they were doing construction and everything. And I remember freshman year, we didn't have any resources, like we didn't have the weight room because it was always packed with other teams in there. So we really never lifted during freshman year. And obviously we had only one gym, and we would have to always share with other teams. Uh, so one, I remember one time we had JV in there, varsity in there, and freshmen in there, and we were all trying to practice. Uh, so, you know, having this new these new gyms and a new weight room, uh, we've been having a lot more resources and a lot more time to focus on ourselves as a team. Jermaine, same, same question to you. Uh, I like the school because <laughs> everything just looks better to me. Everything looks brand new, uh, up-to-date, mm -hmm. fashion, you know, so. I, I, walking around freshman year, everything was bland. <laughs> now, you know, but now it's, everything just is colorful. I like it now. Art on the walls. Yeah. I think that it was a great addition to make the school bigger. What's it like to walk past that Hall of Fame outside the gym yeah, and really see those who've too. walked the, the halls before you and gone on to play, you know, whether that's college or the NFL or what, what have you? Uh, I, look, I walk past there, and I, I, I see and look at everybody who's mm – -hmm. Who've made it? I say that they made it. Cause, yeah, uh, I, I get like motivated, you know, because that could be me. Mm -hmm. I would want to be a uh, Hall of Fame uh, mm -hmm. or have my jersey retired somewhere, wherever I play. So that just gives me extra motivation. Sav, who? Uh, let's get some lowdown on your your teammates. Uh, who's the funniest? Te who's your funniest teammate on the Centennial Boys basketball team this year? I feel like the funniest is Jakai. Yeah. <laughs> what what makes Jakai so funny? Uh, you know, uh, I feel like him and Coach Lyle have a special connection. <laughs> uh, but you know, on the bus rides, he's always funny. Uh, in the locker room, he's always funny. He makes practice funny. Uh, we had him. He was sick for like two or three days. Uh -huh. Practice was not fun. You know, it was it was fun, but like it was like not funny. We were not joking around. But when when he's there, you know, we're all joking around. You know, he makes practice a little bit more fun. Most serious teammate. Uh, oh, serious? Oh, yeah, Todd. 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 Why, why is Todd McAboo so serious? Oh, uh, he's always locked in. He never talks. You know, he just he just locked in on the game. He just uh, uh, he just you know he just killing on the court. That's what he that's what he's best at. Coach on the coach on the floor. Is there a player on the team that you know if if coach has to say hey he's gonna be the coach on the floor, kind of the leader on the floor? Who is that? Guy? Uh. Coach doesn't have to say that, but I take it to, as me. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a senior. I'm a captain on the team. Okay. So I try to I try to be as vocal. I maybe not be as vocal as I should be, mm -hmm. but I try to, you know, get get there. Mm -hmm. Coach, what's it like for you? Like you said earlier, you've had a, a long decorated career here, but to see these guys really just mature from freshmen who probably come in and they're terrified of these new surroundings or they're immature, cocky, to see them, what they become as seniors. I'm sure that's got to be kind of a, a gratifying moment for you as a coach. Or terrified of coach. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Completely <laughs> like, intimidated. Like, 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 I, like I said a few minutes ago, it's just it's fun to see when they come in as freshmen, they look lost, and they're not sure what to do, and then by the time they're seniors, 
you know, they've grown and matured mentally, physically. They, they, the game, they matured in the game. And just, like I said, watching them become better individuals and better players, it's, that's a big part of being a teacher and a coach. Mm -hmm. Obviously, a lot of big games this week for you guys. you got Peoria Manual on, on Tuesday night, make the road trip over there to play the Rams. And then Kankakee, very tough team here, coming Friday night to Coleman Caradine Gym. As you look kind of at the next month of the season before the postseason arrives, Coach, just what are you hoping to, to see out of this team so they are playing their best basketball come regional time? And all? Well, like you said, those are two very good teams. And, then you know, we still have the Crosstown rival mm -hmm. games to play and then the other Peoria schools. And I think a big part right now is especially the, the, the Manual, Richwoods, mm -hmm. and Peoria High are very physical, quick, love to trap and make it a, a fast game. And it's going to be important for us to see how we handle that. Kankakee as well. Mm -hmm. um, I think if we can handle those games with that type of pressure, I think we can handle anything. So mm -hmm. um, it'll be interesting to see these next couple of weeks how we do that mm -hmm. and, and, and keep our focus and keep control because, again, you want to be playing well coming into the end of the season. So we'll see how that goes. One more uh, same question to each of you guys as we wrap this up. Uh, you know, we were asking about teammates earlier. Is there an X factor uh, maybe people aren't talking about right now but a teammate, <coughs> pardon me, that you're expecting big things from in the in the second half of the season? A team. It's maybe flown a little under the radar perhaps. Uh, this is your chance to give some love to some of your other teammates. <laughs> <laughs> I think all my all my teammates, we all have that, that, that killer mentality mm -hmm. in us and – if you put us in the game, everybody's just going to be ready to go automatically. So I think the whole team is locked in, ready. Uh, I would say the same thing. You know, we're all ready. When we get put on the court, every single one of us is ready to hoop. Uh, so there's not one particular teammate that's under the radar. I feel like all of us are really good, and, you know, we're all ready to just play. Gotcha. For sure. I like that. That's good very, very political answers. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> team, but I, I like it. Uh, guys, appreciate all your time today. Uh, Thank you, Jermaine guys. Springfield, uh, South Victhataconda, and head coach Tim Lavin joining us, taking a little time out of their holiday, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, uh, January 16th, as we record this. But uh, looking forward to seeing you guys down the stretch and wishing you all the best of luck. We'll take a quick break and come back for more on Extra Prep. For an unprecedented seven years in a row, the News Gazette has been named the state's best newspaper. Nobody covers all the area communities like News Gazette, our county section. Adding a News Gazette subscription is easy. For less than $1 per day, no other media outlet gives you award-winning, in-depth coverage of local news and sports. Please go to news-gazette.com and click on the word subscribe in the banner. Order a News Gazette print subscription today. Welcome back to Extra Prep. Big thank you to Centennial Boys Basketball. Tim Lavin, Jermaine Springfield, and South Fataconda taking some time out of their holiday. We recorded that on January 16th, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. You heard them reference the, the manual game. That was on Tuesday of this week. Manual, a 50-37 winner. But a big game tomorrow against Kankakee, a physical Kankakee team, and I think Tim Lavin's exactly right when he says the K's kind of bring that physicality that they'll see in the Big 12. Yeah, exactly, and uh, they'll, they'll see that in, in the postseason as well, so it's a good non-conference uh, test for Centennial. Uh, one thing you can say about the Chargers' schedule pretty much every season is, is they have challenging foes on it, not only with their Big 12 slate, but uh, non-conference games as well, so they load up on, on quality opponents, and uh, that's all to, to get them ready for uh, the start of the postseason 
season, which, uh, you know, happened in about a month or so. And, uh, yeah, right before the postseason starts, so you get the, the second Central Centennial game, which was postponed last Friday, about four hours before tip with the uh, unexpected mechanical issues with the baskets <laughs> at, at Coleman Caradine uh, Gym. Uh, but that game's in rescheduled for Thursday, February 16th at Centennial. That comes nine days after both Central and Centennial play February 7th, a Tuesday night at Comb Gym. And then the postseason rolls right around. It can start. You can have the first postseason games uh, on Saturday, February 18th, the second year of this new format that the IHSA is unveiling, which requires postseason games to start on a Saturday, mainly Saturday afternoon, uh, because of the, the three-day condensed state tournament to get all four classes in there, which uh, this year will be March 9th through 11th at State Farm Center back in Champaign. So, uh, yeah, a lot, uh, a lot of basketball still to be played. And, Joey, you, uh, you were out Tuesday night this week at St. Joe – uh, which is basically your second home, I feel, inside the Spartans <laughs> uh, Gymnasium. You uh, called the Facebook Live broadcast between a, a state-ranked showdown. Class 2A foes, Prairie Central, visited St. Joseph Ogden, and the Hawks came away with a win on, on SGO's home court. Yeah, and that was all thanks to Dylan Bazell. Uh, I don't have it in front of me. I think he finished with something like 20 points, mm-hmm. but he was very efficient. Uh, I don't think he missed a shot in the first half, was good from anywhere on the floor, beyond the arc, and the perimeter, and uh, doesn't doesn't have the size on Ty Pence in that mm-hmm. matchup. You know, Bazell's a little shorter, doesn't quite have the the build that Ty Pence does, St. Joseph Ogden star, but uh, Ty Pence got up there in scoring, but he wasn't able to do it as efficiently as he would have liked, had to take a lot of shots, and Generally, it looked like St. Joseph Ogden's offense was just a little frustrated all night long, and Prairie Central moved the ball well. Everyone on the offense got involved, got some touches, and it was a complete effort for the Hawks, proving why they're the number 2A team in, in Class 2A, or the number 2, two team, team in Class 2A. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a disappointing night for uh, for St. Joseph Ogden, but uh, have to take into account, too, that Prairie Central's only lost once this year and happened uh, about a week ago to, to a Morton team, a 3A team. Uh, so that was Prairie Central's first loss, and like you said, Joey, they're second in, in this week's AP poll. St. Joe dropped down to ninth, but so they're still in the top ten, sitting at 14-4 and four, uh, before they've got two challenging games uh, this this weekend. Uh, they go on the road to, to play Chillicothe on, on Friday night, make the long drive from St. Joe to Chillicothe, and then Saturday uh, they're back at home to play a, a quality, tradition-rich program in Effingham St. Anthony. But uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I'm sure folks might around here might have been surprised by the the outcome of a double digit win by Prairie Central on SJO's home court. But uh, I think that just goes to show you too that these Hawks who were they're in our coverage area, they're on the fringe, mm-hmm. in Livingston County, more than an hour north of, of Champaign. But uh, they had a great football season. A lot of guys uh, that were on that Hawks team that, that made it to the uh, Class 3A state quarterfinals are contributing on the hardwood and basketball, and they'll do so in some spring sports as well. So they're just a, a well-rounded team, a veteran team, and uh, got a big win in Champaign County on, on Tuesday night at St. Joseph Ogden. Keep an eye on Friday night, though, uh, Prairie Central's matchup with Pontiac, Livingston County uh, rivalry. Uh-huh. Pontiac took it to St. Joseph Ogden last week, kind of a surprise 75-61 win. Yeah, so. yeah Pontiac uh, is for real this year, it seems like. 13-5, and five, I think, where uh, yeah, they were earlier they, this they're week. Ranked, you know, they're ranked in, in the, the 2A poll uh, this week for the first time all season, and 
obviously when you think of Pontiac in the state of Illinois and high school basketball, you think of the Pontiac Holiday yep. Tournament. You don't exactly think of the Pontiac boys basketball team, uh, but they're for real this year. They they won a first round game at their own holiday tournament for the first time in several years this season, and and yeah, had a double digit win against St. Joseph Ogden. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Spartans are scuffling a little bit. Uh, came into the new year unbeaten after winning uh, the small school State Farm Holiday Classic out in uh, out in Bloomington Normal, but uh, their schedule is definitely amped up, and uh, you'd have to think that'll serve them well in, in the postseason when it rolls around to it in, in 2A, although that subsectional that St. Joe's in is, is going to be mighty tough. Uh, you've got some quality teams like Monticello, Hobson uh, area. I believe Iroquois West is there. I think Prairie Central's in it too. So it's just a loaded field, but uh, that's what happens, you know, when you get to, to late February and, and into March. We'll see how it all shakes out. Uh, of course, Prairie Central's hoping they can be the Illini Prairie Conference team to make it to state this year. Um, St. Joseph Ogden is as well. Pontiac as well. A lot of dark horses in that conference, so we'll see. But shifting gears a little bit, uh, you mentioned the IHSA Boys State Tournament March 9th through 11th at State Farm Center. How about a week earlier at Redbird Arena? The girls... SEFQ Arena, Joey. SEFQ Arena. It's not Redbird anymore. It's all right. I can't catch up with that. No, it's fine. It's it's always going to be Redbird to me. It'll always be. Yeah, that's right. That's that's what they're saying (laughs) in Bloomington Normal. Um, You go to SEFQ Arena for the Girls' State Tournament, um, and and Tuscola is a team that uh, you know when we look at our area girls teams has a great chance you'd figure to maybe make a run to uh, the big C as we'll call it now <laughs> in, in uh, Bloomington Normal uh, Tuscola still undefeated and tonight Thursday January 19th as we record this they'll face Meridian on paper certainly they'll be the heavy favorite to win yeah they get uh, two games with Meridian here in the next three days the Central Illinois Conference Tournament tips off Saturday afternoon Meridian is the host although the Hawks are the eighth seed in the eight team tournament Tuscola the the number one seed so uh, you're looking at a shot for Tuscola most likely to to carry a 25 and 0 record into next week they're sitting at 23 and 0 this season and as we visited earlier this month with Tim Colbecker and, and some of the players some of the seniors in his program and Ella Boyer Harley Woodard and, and Izzy Wilcox uh, they want to do something special this season and they certainly are doing just that uh, they're not a flashy team by any stretch of the imagination they're, they're physical gritty get after you defensively at all, dive on the floor for loose balls, uh, that type of team. But uh, the wins have accumulated in, in bunches this season, and, and they're having a season to remember down in, in Douglas County with uh, more possibilities for wins coming up. And, and looking ahead at their schedule I did the other day, there's not a team on there the rest of the way that you could say may take down Tuscola. And uh, they've got seven regular season games left, so they could potentially, again, Anything can happen in, in high school basketball, but they could potentially carry a 30-0 record into the postseason with aspirations to reach normal. And Seth Q Arena would be just uh, the icing or the cherry on top of the the cake for uh, Tuscola. I think I'm mixing up my metaphors there, but <laughs> anyway, it's uh, it's been a banner year for uh, for the Warriors, and uh, lots more intriguing basketball for for them to play uh, in the next month or so. Kind of a surprising uh, run. I mean, it was known Tuscola would be a factor in the uh, Central Illinois Conference and in the area, but I don't know that anyone saw undefeated season when you looked at the Warriors before the year. So Tim Colbecker's got them going, uh, playing hard, <laughs> good basketball right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, Colbecker's been there for a while now, uh, since 2004, and, and you kind of expect he's 
turned the Warriors into just a model of consistent success. Now that success hasn't equaled this fast start that they've had this season. They've carried through for nearly the entire season. Uh, they're ranked second in Class 1A now in, in the latest AP poll that came out on on Wednesday, and uh, they've never made a run to the state tournament uh, under Colbecker. You always kind of expect them to win, you know, anywhere from 15 to low 20s okay. in there and compete for conference titles, compete for regional titles. But getting over that hump once you win a regional title has kind of been the bugaboo for the Warriors in the past. But this season, I'd have to think anything less than a sectional championship would be probably a disappointment for them considering all the success they've had so far this season. So they're definitely the the big story around here in, in area high school girls basketball and uh, all the best of luck to them moving forward. And then uh, Friday night, Joey, you get to make your, your second trip out to, to Danville. <laughs> uh, last Friday night was an unexpected one because we were, we were planning having you cover the uh, – the Crosstown rivalry game between Centennial and Champaign Central and boys basketball. But uh, when that unexpectedly got postponed, you, like you always do, you're a, a team player. You, <laughs> you said, where do you need me? And uh, we looked at things and we sent you over to, to Danville to, to Mary Miller Gymnasium there on the campus of Danville Area Community College for the opening night of the Vermilion County Girls Tournament, uh, which concludes this Friday night now with a fifth place game at 5 p.m. between Westville and Bismarck Henning Rossville Alvin. Then at 6.30, a third place game between Oakwood and Georgetown Ridge Farm. And then the the nightcap, the the game that uh, all the fans are looking forward to over there is 8 p.m., a rematch of of last year's girls' title game between Salt Fork and and Armstrong Potomac. The the Storm won last year's uh, tournament title, and Armstrong's looking to to get revenge on that. So I guess your your big takeaways from the opening night, being out at uh, the the Vermilion County tournament, and then uh, how do you kind of see Friday night shaping up on, on the girls' side? Well, Mary Miller Jim was uh, last Friday, just as the girls' tournament was getting going, you could already tell, great host, looked mm-hmm. like everyone was having a good time. They've got a selfie booth. They've got all these, you know, the, the scoreboard mm-hmm. I know is uh, well regarded. They had some some fun graphics up, I think some videos. Mm-hmm. I got that right at tip-off, so I don't know if they uh, played an intro video or anything like that before the national anthem, but great jam, a lot of space. You know, that tournament shifting over from the David S. Palmer Arena downtown. Uh, I saw Georgetown Ridge Farm uh, take it to Westville pretty good. Georgetown Ridge Farm, yeah, how about the season they're having? Buffalo's really, uh, after after seasons, in the, the cellar of they're the just, Vermilion they were They were wandering there. in the wilderness yeah. like Illinois women's basketball was yep. for, for decades. And then they had a breakthrough a little bit last season, and uh, they're continuing that success this season. Played a uh, an interesting one with Salt Fork last night uh, that <laughs> would have sent night, them yeah. or, uh, Wednesday night as we record this that would have sent them to the the title game but Salt Fork prevailing uh, a battle of the Russells um, <laughs> Brian and Brian, Brian Russell and Brad, the yeah. Salt Fork uh, yeah. coach and Brad Russell the Georgetown Ridge Farm coach a barn burner of a game yes twenty what was it twenty twenty six sixteen low scoring affair tied at they, halftime they get after it defensively in Vermilion County Joey they uh, mm-hmm. the, and the thing is too is these teams know each other so well being in in the Vermilion Valley Conference and playing against them all their lives growing up. And, uh, yeah, there's no secrets that every coach knows the other team. They're they're playing very well. So I wouldn't expect many high-scoring games on Friday night over at DAC. But, uh, again, should be a a great atmosphere. I know this is kind of – 
it's just different over there. There's so much history in the Vermilion County tournament. There's so much pride in, in taking home those county bragging rights each and every year that it's just it's kind of its own separate event. Obviously, all these teams want to do well in the postseason and, and possibly make a run to the state tournament, but the Vermilion County tournament's kind of the 1B as far as the the, the season goals when it comes to, to how you want to be successful and, and how you want your season remembered at all. For sure, and that'll be a good one between Salt Fork and Armstrong Potomac on Friday for the girls' championship. You'll be there. The, uh, I'll be there. Be there for all three games. Going to go be, in the selfie booth? I think I have to. Okay. I think I need to. I need to experience that. Right. So it'll be a good crowd. It'll be good atmosphere. The the title games for both boys and girls are always well attended, and student sections get into it. Mm-hmm. And, and there's just a lot of uh, it's just a fun festive atmosphere. And the boys' title game will be some combination of Bismarck Henning, Rossville, Alvin, and Hoopston area, and Salt Fork and Oakwood. So we'll see how that shakes out. And schedule's the same for both Friday and Saturday. Third place, or rather fifth place at 5, mm-hmm. third place at 6.30, and the title game at 8. So let's let's hope they're on time. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> for your sake, Joe, you got to write fast on, on deadline. That'll be a, a good good learning experience for you, but you'll do yep. great. Uh, yeah, the boys' tournament is recorded this on Thursday afternoon. The final night of, of pool play games are, are tipping off Thursday night over at uh, Mary Miller Gym. Uh, one pool, uh, the winner of Bismarck, Henning, Rossville, Alvin against Hips and Airy, whoever wins that, will go to the uh, title game uh, on Saturday night. And then we've got Salt Fork and Oakwood, two nearby rivals, uh, going at it Thursday night. Both those teams started 2-0 and in, in pool play with some convincing wins. Whoever wins that matchup will then move on to the title game. Uh, if the seeds hold, you're looking at Bismarck at 1, Salt Fork at 2. Those two teams have already staged an, an epic classic uh, earlier this year. Bismarck uh, handed Salt Fork its lone loss this season, winning 46-45. Back on December 29th in the, the championship game of the, the Heritage Bismarck uh, Christmas tournament, used to be the BSN Classic, um, Salt Fork still, that's their only loss so far this season. Uh, they entered the uh, the 1A AP State poll this week, tied for ninth. Uh, Andrew Johnson is relying kind of on a senior duo of Garrett Taylor and, and Blake Norton. While uh, Bismarck Henning's kind of got a, a cavalcade of, of steady scoring options, Brett Mydell's kind of was the headliner coming into the season. But at times, too, Aiden Ingram and Micah Stanford have really taken on the, the scoring brunt for them. Uh, so, yeah, it just should be a, whoever's playing uh, Saturday night for the boys' title at Verm County kind of like what we said with the girls just should be a competitive atmosphere and intense environment and uh have fun joey will do it should be a good time i like a little road trip danville's only 45 minutes away uh-huh. but it does feel you know you get to get on the interstate 74 and all that go. so it should be a good time looking forward to it one more game i want to touch on before we wrap this episode up it sounds like colin like on friday night will be at unity and rantoul mm-hmm. Lydie Prairie Conference showdown there, and that's kind of an interesting one. You know, Rantoul in the record, uh, in the, the mm-hmm. record wise, they don't have, uh, they're not overly impressive. Six yeah. and fifteen, six and six and uh, I believe six and thirteen right now. Six and twelve, six or thirteen, something like that. I don't want to give them more losses, than <laughs> <laughs> but but of those uh, thirteen losses, we'll call it. So many of them have been close. They mm-hmm. were tied at Prairie Central at halftime a few nights ago, and. 
Those Eagles uh, could be a scary team down the stretch if they can get hot. Unity will be a good test for them. Yeah, and, and Unity's had a, uh, a tough schedule as well, playing some uh, some really good two-way schools. Uh, Rantoul is kind of uh, an outlier in, in the Illini Prairie. They're, they're a three-A school in, in the postseason, but uh, Ryan Parker seems to slowly but surely kind of getting the Eagles back to, to where they were at the early part of the, the 2010s when they would routinely win 20-some games. Uh, I know they had a very difficult winter last last season uh but they've got guys like connor smith kyron martin uh jackson adkins that uh are capable of double digit scoring games jalen mcmurray as well is uh is really another guy that can can light up the scoreboard and they played some some quality teams some bigger schools uh, throughout the season hung close with prairie central earlier this month so uh yeah should be a competitive game at the rocket center on friday night in in tolono as uh, both programs are trying to kind of get some momentum here as you kind of enter the stretch run of uh, of the season That'll be one to keep an eye on for sure. That'll be Friday night. Colin Likas will have the updates for you, so make sure to follow him on Twitter. and He'll have plenty in Saturday's News Gazette and online. And I think that about does it for this episode of Extra Prep. Along with Matt Daniels, I'm Joey Wright. want to throw out another thank you to Centennial Boys Basketball for taking some time with us on Monday, January 16th. Caught him right after practice on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Chargers primed for success in the second half of the season, kind of carrying the torch for Big 12 teams in Champaign County. So we'll see how that plays out. That'll do it for us on Extra Prep this time around. Catch you next week. Have a great weekend.